I'm ready. Right. Everybody ready? Let's do it. Yeah. Hail uh, Satan. Matt- <laughs> That's very comforting. I love you, how hard you're committing to that. Do you have to say that at the it's, beginning? It's, of it's my voice. It's my. It's my. It's my. What voice check? It's my whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Do one of these things. No plosives. That's always my. Not too bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we just lost Tanya. No, no, no. She's just getting a juice. We're good. If you say hail Satan, no, I hail Satan, and, and boom. <laughs> it's like, well, gotta go. Yeah. Matt Fraction, as our guest today, I need you to start us off with your major compliment. One nice thing about Babe 2, Pig in the City. Uh, actually, I think it's just Babe, Pig in the City. Oh. Is it Babe 2? No, there's not it actually is, two. It is not. Yeah, no. Aha! Well, I don't want to You don't passed our first test. I don't want to be the guest. I don't want to be... Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh, the best thing about Babe, Pig in the City, is that it confirms what we have all always suspected dog heaven looked like. Uh, Ooh. It, it, just butterfly chasing and grassy fields. Just beautiful blue sky, endless, gra- endless grass, butterflies. Yeah. Fantastic. And, and you can keep your sweater vest because you choose how you Every- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In in heaven, everyone is warm. That's how that song went. <laughs> I feel like dog heaven would have been. I don't know. Like, wouldn't you, you want to be liberated from your dog body and get something with thumbs? No, dogs are great. I mean, they, I don't what, think dogs what, would dog with, what would a dog want with thumbs? No, dogs yeah. are dumb. They don't need thumbs. But just dogs, yeah. Just, also, Alex, in people having you assume you're a human, right? No. You don't assume that you're a dog. Yeah, that's very that's very <laughs> specious, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just assumed you'd imagine yourself coming back as a white man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just assumed everybody wanted a piece of this. Definitely yeah, did not say no. that part. I just want to be clear. Yeah, I'd love to be a dog and have no idea what math is. That would be the best. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, the one thing that's weird about dog heaven is, at least in that case, on that particular rise, he didn't. He was all alone, just chasing butterflies. And I feel like dogs hey, are, are pretty social, but sometimes every yeah, you got to chase your own bliss. You know exactly, exactly. I just want to be. <laughs> I, I went from trying to make a, an intro, a point about how dog heaven could be different to just wanting to make sure it's clear that I never said everyone's white in heaven. <laughs> no, no. I just your make personal sure. view of heaven is like a cracker barrel. We I get it. Yeah, say that. we understand. In your heaven, certain flags would still be flying high. Oh, we get it, Alex. Okay, all right. Uh, Chris, why don't you go second? What's your compliment? Uh, yeah, so uh, there are just some brief, wonderful touches in this movie. So many little touches that are great. But there's this orangutan n- named Thelonious. Mm-hmm. And Thelonious has this moment where they're going to escape a dangerous situation. All this big pack of dogs, cats, rats, ducks, whatever. And Thelonious needs to take the time to dress himself in a three-piece suit. Yeah. And danger's coming. I, but they all wait patiently. Nobody they, makes fun of him. Nobody leaves without him. They all know that this is just something. They all respect Thelonious so yeah. much. This yeah, is, exactly. this is so, that was and, like one of the saddest parts for me. I think nothing tugs at the heartstrings like a monkey who has spent too long in the world of man. Yeah. I mean, that was a sad touch, but I love that no bad came of that delay. It yeah, wasn't it as though those 30 seconds. Or, yeah. I just yeah. like, you know what? And, and, and this, is, this is a movie where a dog... A dog's head was submerged in a river Ooh, for like minutes. Long enough for yeah, that, by, by the lake for long enough for his body to stop moving, and another yeah. dog had been flung from a moving car, and his paw was twitching. Yes. Yeah, there's uh, a lot uh, of uh, death flirtation. But but that was like nope. You know what? We're gonna let the man. We're gonna let the man. We're gonna let the chimp oh. put on his uh, his uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, Cufflinks. I yeah. think I think when that monkey goes to heaven, he gets to be a person at least, right? He wants it. Race is specious. Oh, my God. Again, again, well, I'm pretty sure he has his own tailor, but that doesn't mean he's a human. He Let's just keep the line in the sand, What if sir? he just gets to attend fancy parties and he gets to be whatever he wants to be? Exactly. I think, I, 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 uh, what if his, his heaven is just the exact rerun of his life, only he doesn't have to work for Mickey Rooney? 
Oh, that might oh. be. Yeah, he runs yeah. his own circus. Who, by the way, we have to say, uh, plays a character named Uncle Fugly, which is just the greatest. <laughs> Fugly Flume. Yeah. Uncle Fugly, the best thing to ever slip by <laughs> into a kid's movie. I, I'm going to actually, I want to use the uh, that dog darkness we were talking about a second ago to make my compliment, which is I, I love a shockingly dark kid's movie. And at one point, yeah. and I think this was as a joke, but the animals are talking about where their people have gone. And the little chihuahua dog says, my human tied me in a bag and threw me in the river. And that is yeah. about yeah. as dark of a joke that dog as I did say that. ever imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, hard to, it's, it's hard to imagine why this movie bombed. It is marketing. the darkest children's film since Pinocchio. I like, there is no dark. It is Pinocchio in this neck and neck for the terror <laughs> Olympics. Yeah. <and>, <laughs> Yeah, just... Yep. The first time I watched this movie, I had to stop it. I was in a room full of adults, and we stopped it, and we all quietly sobbed. <laughs> oh, no. Kind of, like, we paused it, and then, like, kind of got ourselves back together, and, went, like, everyone just sort of quietly respected. It was like, you it was put- like going to see uh, Iron Giant with a bunch of dudes with dad issues. At the end, we were all sort of sitting there like... <laughs> 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 the car. Anyone else, anyone else want to go play catch? <laughs> oh, God, anyone have a catch? <laughs> Tanya, I need a major compliment from you now. Um, well, I feel like we've covered the darkness pretty well, so my my initial compliment is going to go to that doggone pig voice. Oh it's yeah, just so bleep and cute, Tommy yeah. from Rugrats. Oh, it's, no, it's so the good. other. This is the other one from Rugrats. No, cause because the first, the first one was one from Rugrats didn't come back. Right, I thought oh. the first one was Chucky, and the the second maybe one that was it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that was a thing. one of the yeah. Rugrats. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, so basically, no, so Babe just, is always voiced by a Rugrat. It just changes which one. Yes. Yeah, and I had forgotten. Awesome. I mean, I remember well, that, that had like a, a a hold over me in the first movie, and I had forgotten how it felt to hear it again, and I almost started crying the moment that the pig started <laughs> oh, no. to talk. Oh no! Like, what are you doing? You're like a sentient baby. Oh. <laughs> Good evening, Mitsus. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about uh, questionable pop culture, a lot of bad books, movies, and stuff. This, though, is a fun zone. Uh, this week, we have, have a very special selection uh, from our guests. But let me introduce you to the panel first. I'm Alex Falcone on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Also joining me today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Hi, Alex. Like Ferdinand the Duck, I'm a witness to this insanity. <laughs> I feel like Ferdinand was a little uh, underused in this movie. Yeah, a little underused, a little broad, you know. But he was there, but he, did, and he could dodge bullets like a motherfucker. And he rode in the mouth of a pelican on false pretenses. <laughs> yeah, he convinced a pelican, hey, you know what? Just take me in your mouth. Just I don't, know. don't even cross the ocean, possibly. Uh, yeah, he's a charmer. Yeah, he is. Also joining us, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter, also a charmer, in Brooklyn, New York. It's Tanya Davis. I'm the warm, sentient, vaguely British voice that guides you through this journey before some shrieky mice introduce you to the next chapter. I, it's, a good, it's a good combination, the two, the, the, the British narrator and the shrieky mice. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Singing <laughs> I like out. it when they mess up, the shrieky mice. Yeah. And then they go, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, we have a very special guest today, author of several amazing comics, including Sex Criminals, Casanova, and The One True Hawkeye, the one with Pizza Dog, not that bullshit family in Australia. In Portland, Oregon, it's Matt Fraction. Hi. 
But I don't even know how to follow that up. <laughs> Your reputation is enough. I uh, just want to... We've talked about Pizza Dog several times on this show before, and so I just want to make sure everyone knows that that is you and you are Pizza Dog. Thank you very much. It's great to have you. So, so the way this came about is that I ran into you at a screening of Mad Max, and you were happy to tell me that you loved this film. And yeah. I was a little surprised. Yeah, no, it's... um. Um, it's, it's hard out here for a George Miller fan. It's a little easier now, but I feel like, uh, I feel like when, when, uh, when suddenly, uh, everybody knew who the Pixies were, I was like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> I was in my garage by myself. <laughs> I saw this alone. <laughs> um, yeah, almost nobody saw this movie. It was a horrible bomb. Uh, yeah. It had a very, you know, because the first one was so universally loved. Yeah. Um, Right. And this is such a dark... This is sort of like, oh, you want a dark sequel? Fuck you, Empire Strikes Back. I'll show you a dark sequel. Yeah, it is the Empire Strikes um, Back. I think back word spread very universe. quickly that it was dark and horrible and no one went to see it. And, you know, the head of Universal at the time uh, between this and Meet Joe Black, um, both of them were very oh. high-profile and expensive bombs, and so he quit. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, so the head of Universal resigned over this. And, I mean, I mean look, it's that's like saying... You know, it was, it, it, uh, 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 gosh, it was the last bullet that killed Kennedy or whatever, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Miss you, Claire Forlani. Oh. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I guess what I like, though, is that you said, like, so So almost nobody saw it, but everyone who has seen it that I've talked to tells me It's crazy like me. Or, or crazy, but also they've all, like, they love it. Either you didn't see it or you think it was amazing. Is like, I, I can't yeah. find the people who hated it. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I would imagine parents, like, now I'm a parent, and I understand, like, if I would have taken my kids to see this based on what I knew about Babe. Yeah, well, yeah, I could imagine yeah, that being a little surprising. Uh, I'd have been in, in furious, um, but, uh, but yeah, no, this is this is an amazing piece of storytelling, and uh, you really want to blow your mind, go watch Happy Feet. I haven't yeah. yet. I, is oh, it, yeah, is it? I did see Happy Feet. Is it amazing? But that was like while babysitting, so it was like out of the corner of my eye. Is it dark? But uh, no, the, but it's amazing. The, the and penguins it's, and haven't it's tremendous been tremendous like visual storytelling. And it's a guy who realized that cameras can't do what he wants cameras to do, so he was going to go make cartoons until cameras caught up with him. <laughs> that is uh, that's uh, amazing. Is, well, I'm glad to finally get to talk about. it. I'm glad I finally got to watch it. I you were the second person to tell me it was amazing after Tom Waits in an interview that I read last year in the in the Guardian, where he insisted this was his favorite movie, but he is famous for lying to the press about everything he says. So I assumed it was a joke, but then now I know not a I joke. I don't think I don't think so. I think he really means it. Yeah, it seems about well, this right. Feels, this feels legit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if this is one of those things you just make up. It sounds well. The way he said it in the interview was like every time we decide to watch a movie in our family, the kids go, "No, Dad, not Pig in a City again." <laughs> <laughs> and what a family to hang out with! This is also episode number two hundred and ninety-eight of our show. We have now done as many episodes as the number of wow. offenses committed by Edward Bryson of the UK. Mm-hmm. He's been convicted on all two hundred ninety-eight of those over the last thirty-three years, and the most recent one was for hitting somebody with a chair in a Starbucks, which. That's oh. not how it's oh. supposed to go there. Yeah, it's creative. <laughs> That's not really the vibe that they're slinging. That's kind of the vibe that I end up feeling sometimes, though. Yeah. So, you know. I, for some reason, I was looking for 298 facts, and they were all surprisingly dark. It was just a lot of darkness That's in perfect. 298, which is appropriate. Perfectly appropriate. For mm-hmm. the surprisingly dark 
I'm going to still call it Babe 2, uh, Babe the Chud. Call it. Especially if you were like, 297 is the number of sunbeams that come out of your heart when you love something a lot. <laughs> you're like, 298 is the tractor that crushed your dad. <laughs> I wish yes, I had was. known those two facts. I would have just used those instead of having to research Can them. I come up with the facts from now on? I feel like I've got a bunch. <laughs> Wait, I would love that. Chris, for those, of, uh, those people at home who missed it, though, and still think we might be lying to them, please summarize... Oh, this film for us before we go any further in the style of a farmer's wife. Oh man, I really can't talk as fast as she did in this movie. That was crazy. Well, you know, George Miller likes sped up action, sped up cameras. Yeah. Okay. Sped up lady talking. All right. <laughs> well, as a farmer's wife raised on a farm in the county here outside the city, I will tell you a story. What story will I tell you? I'll tell you this one. Babe is a pig, and Babe has just won the National Sheepdog Competition, which was the plot of the original movie Babe. And uh, Babe is now famous in his small country town, which is not too big and not too small. But there is a city off in the distance uh, that has a lot more complex, dark, and evil things going on. And Babe, uh, while on the farm, tries to be helpful uh, while the farmer's repairing a water pump. There's an accident. Farmer gets hurt. He sort of almost murders the farmer, is a better way to say that. He will get there. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, so Babe is sad and everybody's sad that the farmer's hurt because the farm needs to be running in order to make the money and there are people from the bank coming so the farmer's wife decides to capitalize on Babe's recent fame to take him into the city and perform in a, in a county fair some sort of uh, sheepdog demonstration celebrity appearance what have you um, so they're on the way to, uh, to the competition they're in the airport metro- in Metropolis and Babe and the farmer's wife get mistaken for drug dealers, just as so happens so many times. And they miss their connection. Because the drug-sniffing dog wants to show Babe what happens when he gets excited and barks at stuff. Basically yeah. wants Babe is, to watch him eat people, a treat. Yeah, people come and bring me treats when I freak out at things. Watch. That's, that's how Babe gets that's busted. sort of like a cop being like, yeah, I have a gun. It's pretty great. You want to see what it sounds like when it goes off? Let's just shoot some shit. I, I don't know. I feel like that drug dog can't teach very many animals about that, or he would not get a job anymore. Yeah, exactly. So maybe Babe is his first friend ever, which is kind <laughs> yeah. of a sweet touch. First but and it, last. What, yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What if she was smuggling drugs and it was all code? I'm going to take your pig to the city. Oh. I'll, I'll, oh. so it's, I'll come back with a new horse. Yeah. <laughs> and it was also there's a whole subtextual level of Babe. Yeah, that horse is going to be nice and white. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, so they get stuck in Metropolis and can't make their connecting flight. So they're stuck for a few days, and the only hotel that will take them is one that has animals, that allows animals, but not officially. They're kind of sneaking around the code, and they've got to be a little bit covert. Uh, there are people and their pets living at the hotel. Dogs, cats, mice, monkeys, uh, apes, you name it. Um, so it's so- a city-wide policy that you can't have any animals in any hotels? In the town yes. of Metropolis, which is all of the cities of the world jammed into one matte painting. Yep. They, yep, they, they don't allow Venice, pets in It's hotels. got the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yep. It's the got, Sydney Opera House. Yep. Uh, Toontown-style yep. hotels. The, the Hollywood, the Hollywood sign. Yeah, the yeah which Man. apparently which, just uphill from the Hollywood sign is the Christ Redeemer statue from Rio. I think oh, the Hollywood hey. sign is the one that was like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense to put that one there. Like, eh, it's just everything. Like you it's could just, like the Eiffel Tower. You could and the uh, and and the Statue of Liberty. You have both those in Vegas, but they wouldn't just say. Also, this is the name of our city, and it's the wrong name. Right? 
Like the really? Are you really picking you're this apart? You're looking at this with some. Gr- you're looking at this with some grown-up eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You really got to find your inner Bugsy Malone and just go with it. All right. Yeah. Look, that kid has a mustache. This pig can talk, and Hollywood and Paris are the same place. I know. Oh, yeah. And let's, I, let's say yeah. this right also, now. Literally every adult, every adult, but uh, 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 but uh, the farmer's wife, but uh, uh, Magda Zabansky wears black, white, or gray. Yes, because oh, yes. it's the city. Ma- Magda Zavansky is the only one who wears any color except for the animals. I say this yeah, while wearing a white t-shirt and black jeans. Oh, <laughs> oh well. That and, and navy. I, yeah. I should say that uh, up front, all the animals can talk to each other, but not to humans. To humans, they sound like normal animals, but they all have uh, voices and, and you know thoughts and feelings and intention. Uh, so... They're stuck in Metropolis. They're in this hotel. While in the hotel, Babe gets kidnapped by one of the other residents of the hotel, Uncle Fugly. And Uncle Fugly has an ape show, and he performs the ape show, and Babe is, is basically a prop in that. But Babe, well... Pardon me, pardon me, farmer's wife. Who does Uncle Fugly perform his, his ape show for? Oh, sick kids. Oh, That's right. Make a Wish Foundation a real. <laughs> a, a pediatric cancer ward. Yes, yes. Many a bald child loves Uncle Fugly's show. <laughs> Or at least is present for Uncle Fugly's show. You don't have to be sick. I would love to watch Uncle Fugly's show. You get get me Rooney and a bunch of monkeys in clothes, and you make them do a show. I would love that show. I will bet bet anything that there is like 17 hours of foul-mouthed Mickey Rooney improv (laughs) from this laying in George Miller's like garden Uh, shed. That would be I, like Uncle Fugly has no lines. Yeah, right? he has one scene where he kind of makes sound, but I guarantee yeah. you, somewhere there there was a larger Uncle Fugly. Also, I think this was. I yeah, I feel like I believe this was Mickey Rooney's last picture. By the way, yes. Whoopsie. Yeah, that's that's what I much, understand as well. Much like Orson Welles' last last film was Transformers the movie. <laughs> <laughs> always, always go out on a go out on a smash, kids. Uh, yeah, <laughs> highest note possible. Man, this movie brought a lot of people down. I didn't realize that. <laughs> ended the career of Mickey Rooney. Yeah, well, ended the life of Mickey Rooney. It killed yeah. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, you did. Come on. Anyway, so Babe is in the show, but he's not any good in the show because he keeps not standing on his marks, and instead, he ruins the whole thing and it collapses in. Uh, cannon fire and sprinklers and the, the whole nine so uh he's not any good at that but, okay um, all right hold on a second i just you just saying that he's not good at it is really unfair he is introduced to a fully formed circus with fire act in a children's hospital with no rehearsal time the monkeys yeah. just threw in but if somebody says pig, stay under the table he doesn't stay under the table okay that part of, that's true that one's on him but the rest of it you just the rest of it was because he didn't stand monkeys. under the table alex <laughs> Well, he's just a little guy. He's he's not a circus performer. He doesn't know about staying on a mark. He's an untrained pig in a trained monkey circus. Of course it was going to end in a children's hospital burning down. That's on the monkeys. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Well, meanwhile, things are not going well for Esme, the farmer's wife, who gets mistaken for a criminal when her purse gets stolen, and then she gets covered in billboard advertisement glue and then arrested. She also, she also, it has to be said, she gets noticed by cops because she's walking through this, this, this sort of Venice beach-like area going, pig, 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 pig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> motor, pig. That's when the yeah. motorcycle cops stop and start giving her the stink eye. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so there, there isn't any adults because Uncle Fugly's in the hospital. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, Esme's been arrested. The hotel incomer is, innkeeper is looking after her uncle right now. Uh, who's in the hospital? So there are no no people. The the hotel just has animals, and there's no food. It's it seems like maybe uh, at some point you could have trained the monkeys to go like dress up like waiters and take tables from a kitchen and bring them back with full of food. Yeah, that seems like a skill they would have. But instead, the apes have a plan to go steal uh, food from some restaurant or something. But they use Babe for, as a distraction. For some reason, they have a plan to steal a jar with a million jelly beans. Like they went into a place where there's a jelly bean guess the contents game yes. or something, and that was their whole plan. Was maybe they're animals? They're animals. What do you, what do you want a Danny Ocean? We have to rob three <laughs> restaurants at once. Master Caper. What do you want? Go. Yeah, yeah they're not going to take down a Petco. <laughs> they're, 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 two they're two chimps and a spider monkey, and one of those chimps is pregnant. Who's going to have? Who's going to have a baby later this night? Yeah, yeah. and that's yeah, there's and a lot their going scheme on. isn't complex enough for you. Okay. Yeah, great. chances <laughs> are, yeah, chances are she's already having contractions, and she just didn't realize. Well, they leave Babe. That their master scheme is to leave Babe to distract the guard dogs, and so there's a chase scene between Babe and these guard dogs, uh, Doberman and a and a, a bull terrier, mm-hmm. and and so it's all around the city, you know, all through this stuff. And actually, Babe, uh, at the end of the chase scene, winds up saving the Bull Terrier's life because the Bull Terrier was going to drown in the river and, as Matt mentioned, had stopped moving. And so uh, Babe, out of kindness, uh, saves his life, and he becomes the muscle of this new Babe animal gang. And and they they let in the strays into the hotel. There are all these dogs and cats get let in the hotel. Now they have an even bigger number of mouths to feed with their small number of jelly beans. Uh, So things are not great. But then things get even darker than starving, pregnant animals. Uh, <laughs> and a children's hospital burning down. And a children's hospital almost burning down because animal control gets called on the hotel. No, 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 no. The children's hospital didn't burn down. The problem was that the fire set off the sprinklers. We didn't the see the fire go all the way the kids out. Were having, no, the kids were having a great time. The kids were splashing and playing in sprinklers, and there were monkeys and fire and confetti, and it was a great fun for everyone. The, the hospital didn't almost burn down. That's, that's, oh. a, that's, a, blatant, that's a blatant misstatement. <laughs> okay. I read it as the nervous, terrified laughter of children who don't know if the end is coming. <laughs> No, but they're they're already in a pediatric cancer ward. They they're too familiar with they the know end. The, end is the sprinklers are okay. a reprieve. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe sweet it is, it is their Shawshank. It is their Shawshank. Moment. Yeah, this is their swimming with dolphins. <laughs> Chris, you said that the pig was to blame for the circus going bad, but now you're saying that the circus went super well. Actually, this no, the best I'm not day. saying that. Well, Matt is, and he seems to know. Well, more it depends, about this but the perception of children versus the perception of hospital administrators. I'm not saying that it went well. I'm just saying that it didn't. The hospital didn't almost burn down because Uncle Fugly kidnapped a pig. Okay. <laughs> the hospital may have some lasting water damage because Uncle, Uncle Fugly <laughs> kidnapped a pig. Smoke and water damage. Thank you. Let's scale this down from burnt down children's cancer hospital to smoke and water damage. <laughs> okay. Just fair enough. Okay. But tomato, tomato. I understand. Because when animal control gets called, it is some crazy SWAT team shit that and goes there's down. There's a real, at that hotel. yeah, real night of broken glass in that uh, dog night of the long knives hotel yeah. situation. Uh, so the the dogs and the cats and the birds and the rats and the monkeys all get uh, captured 
by animal control. And they got taken to animal control, except for Babe and one paraplegic dog and a duck named Ferdinand. And the paraplegic dog almost died because of a car. And the quiet monkey, the monkey that doesn't talk. Oh, that's right. And you you forgot that they actually got the jelly beans. And then because Babe saved the Bull Terrier's life, the Bull Terrier brought the cats and the dogs together into one unified group and the chimps, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. including yeah, Thelonious. Yeah, and they still didn't have and, enough food. And fed them all, they fed them all uh, jelly beans, and they all had to thank the pig. Thank you, pig. They yeah. all had to thank the pig. Yes, they, they all had to thank the pig. And this, thank the pig. Importantly, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving Matt the narrator reins. Yeah, I just made an executive decision, I, guys. I just want to point out really quickly for everyone listening at home that thank the pig is not a euphemism. Just no, you just have to no, say no, thank no, you to a pig. Yeah. No, you literally have to thank that pig. All right, Matt. Also, also Matt, at this continue. point, Babe has earned. Also, at this point, Babe has earned a spiked collar, spiked uh, dog collar. <laughs> yeah, like a, he's like, tough, a, like a like spiked, a like a fuck you punk rock uh, dog collar. Babe is now wearing, having yeah. acclimated, having uh, transcended uh, uh, his his initial uh, liminal state, and 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 dove on his Campbell like journey into the darkness. Uh, of the cave. <laughs> All right, Matt, what happens? Um, and that is, uh, and that is a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, uh, Matt, take us from there. What happens to animal control? Oh, uh, I don't know. Shit, shit goes cray. All the animals uh, go nuts. <laughs> now you don't know? You and... only know when Chris is wrong? But as soon as. <laughs> no, no. Are we supposed to go? Are we supposed to, like, cliff notes the whole movie? Like, at this we point, there's just 20 like, minutes you know, of things that are surprising. Just <laughs> 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 uh, quick cuts, highlights. Yeah, we're uh, just trying to, uh, trying to set the scene. We were setting all the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I think we were trying to skip no. through it, and you were a stickler for clarity. <laughs> I didn't know you. Uh, no, absolutely not. Chris, first look, Chris, first off, I, I, I object to the to the classification that Babe uh, tried to murder the farmer. That is not what happened. It's definitely my reading of that story is that he was trying to. Babe tried to help. Yeah, he's always trying to the help. That's all he British wants. The narrator said he was trying to help. He's therefore. like a child and, trying and the to pour themselves a glass of juice. And he does those two words: "If only, if only this had happened, if only that had happened." I mm-hmm. am always mm-hmm. looking for the possibility of an unreliable narrator. He was in on it with the pig. They tried to bump off the farmer so he could get out of this life of sheep herding, which he never liked in the first place. It's actually, it's actually like Jacob's Ladder and Farmer Hoggett. Killed Babe and ate him at the end of the first Babe after they won. He like his victory meal was like, <laughs> and this is like Babe's vision, like a like an occurrence at Owl Creek Bridge. Yes, as yes. he's dying, he's picturing the alternate world. What if I had murdered the farmer first? If wow. only I had murdered the farmer. If only I had eaten his wife. <laughs> if only I had trained these wild animals to kill the humans. <laughs> that is, you thought this was dark, Babe three. <laughs> kill all humans. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's like the conquest of the planet of the apes of Babe films. Yep. Yep. Yes, yes, all it right. is. Chris, you're back in charge. Executive decision. Finish the, the story. <sighs> all right, so no. give, ba- give, give the oh. Babe and his <laughs> Babe and his little band of of uh, refugees from the animal control raid on the hotel uh, set out to rescue. The uh, the rest of the animals, all, all the rest of the dogs and cats and apes and rats, and and at the meantime, uh, Esme, the the farmer's wife, actually finds out that the animals were taken to animal control, and she teams up with the hotel uh, the hotelier. Hotelier, to, the uh, secret, the secret, uh, the DL, the animal lover on the down low. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, the the covert uh, the, silent revolution. The yeah. charmingly angular hotel. Owner. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so so they ride on a bike and and they grab onto an ambulance for extra 
uh, locomotion. Boost. Yeah, I don't know, propulsion. Uh, and, and so they all get to animal control kind of at the same time. Babe and, and the animals, uh, Babe and the duck and the dog and the monkey rescue everybody else. And they're on their way out when they stumble into a gala. And there's this big <laughs> chaos at the gala. Because of course yeah, it they becomes do. Like a, it becomes a French farce it with is. ball music and lots of lots of stuffy white people in tuxedos and mm-hmm. gowns. Yeah, and overly a powdered faces. A yeah. champagne to- uh, tower that refuses to tip over, yeah. yes, no matter how many times it's and it's hit. So wearing a life size yeah. life ja- a full life jacket suit. She well, she's place. wearing uh, the only after her incident with glue. She changes into the only other clothes that will fit her, which are Uncle Fugly's clown Uncle outfit, Fugly, which is a giant stretchy balloon. Yeah, pants. this is every woman's worst nightmare. Yeah, just showing up at the home of a very a person much more slender than they are, and then being forced to get dressed by that person. <laughs> This is what you always assume is going to happen. Is that true? You're always worrying like, oh. It's like, well, you know, there was that time our house got sprayed for bugs, and I guess we still have the cover from it. So why don't you just dress in that, you cow? (laughs) Is that the worst thing that can happen to you? Is uh, Yeah. What if your outfit gets wet and Uncle Fugly's clown suit is available? Yeah. Well, no, because that thing has stretchy suspenders (laughs) and a loud rubber clown suit. Yeah. Yeah. That was not clear to me until it inflated. Maybe Uncle Fugly just was sweating so much in yeah, that, that that's, suit. And that's that what that's caused how, him to yeah. get onto death's door so that's damn what killed Andy I, think, I think Uncle Fugly was into some weird shit. Or yeah. I think that's <laughs> true. I think he needed some stuff that would wipe clean <laughs> at the end of every night. Oh, because the... Oh. Is, is it with... I just want to know. Is it with the lady who owns the hotel or one of the monkeys? Mm, the pregnant there's monkeys. There's a reason some is, of the monkeys don't talk Uncle so Fugly's? much. I just want to know if it's his baby. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh. <laughs> I'm starting to, to regret, so, those at, I'm starting to regret yeah, this. Yeah. Um. At, at the end of the shenanigans, they get the pig back, and sorry, at the end of the shenanigans, they get the pig back, and uh, the hotelier is forced to sell her hotel because of all the animal control violations. But that money can also, go to Uncle rescue Fugly farm. has died. Uncle Fugly has died off camera. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and, and with and with nothing tethering her to the city, she sells her her horrible human infested yeah, hotel. And they take I feel like she does it very cheaply. All the animals, all of the animals. Yeah. Not only is the farm saved, but all of these animals go to this great big magical Presumably heavenly place the where they can be animals and not live like animals. In a city. All forty dogs had to ride in the mouth of that pelican to get home. It's the only one. Ah, oh, fucking pelicans! All right. So I, 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 you know, you know, they are they are nature's dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you can look it up. Gonna, Google it. Nature, bing it right now. Bing it. I was gonna say wheelbarrows of the sky, but I'll go with nature's dicks. That bing sounds it, good. Bing it. Na- nature's dicks. That's what all Darwin right, said. All right. Searching for nature's dicks. Let's just see what comes up. Yep. We'll just see. Oh, oh, you and uh, bing it. you have I'm to use bing. Are you binging search. it? You have to bing it. It's safe search, search on. You gotta bing it. Yeah, and you know what? That's the movie. That's that's the plot of the movie. I'm just stopping it right there. Actually, I'm going to say you might enjoy this search. It's uh, a cave where a rock stalactite looks like a dick, and this is a pine cone that looks like it's in the shape of a dick. Uh, oh. Do they have the picture? Do they have the picture this... of uh, of uh, Eisenstein sitting on the cactus dick in Mexico? It's not in the top five, although there is a, a raccoon flipping you off. Hmm. Interesting. I recommend you guys right now. Oh, there's a mushroom that looks like a dick. Some seashells. This is just the opening sequence of Masters of Sex. Just give it to me straight. It is. It is like just like Masters of Sex. <laughs> this one is just a group of people with some garbage bags. I don't even know what that's about. Oh, your helpful illustration is teaching me what love is. <laughs> uh, Matt was showing what nature's dick looks like with his fingers. 
Anyway, yeah. uh, this search brought to you by Bing. Yes. So, so Chris, Bing, I am, I am holding out. I am holding out for a Bing deal. I want to be. I am holding out. Are oh, you giving that priest? I want to be the only person banging the Bing drum. So they have to come in. I think they call it bunging. Bing the drum. I think at this point I need. I think at this bunging point I need, a, I need. A, I need. A, I at least need a free T-shirt. I, I. They have sponsored podcasts before. I bet we could get it. Uh, bing bang bung. It's done. That's their bing slogan. It, bing it. Bing it. Bing it. Bing this. Bing. Bing it. It's bingable. <laughs> so bingable right bing, now. Bing it on your. Bing it on your phone. Bing it up. I- <laughs> bing it up. Come on. Pew pew. <laughs> Record temperatures continue to rage across Meatburg. It was 102 degrees at the airport today, though experts agree there's no good reason we should tell you the temperature at the airport, since you don't live there. I don't think I can take much more of this heat, Mayor Meatbot. Me neither. We are lucky. We have got air conditioning in here. Otherwise, we... (laughs) Oh no, old-timey prospector. The air conditioning is shutting down. What is happening? That's so odd. The whole town of Meatburg gets their air conditioning from that one central place. If it's out here, that means... Meatburg is fucked. And now, another thrilling episode of Crisis in Meatburg. Join the fight by going to redashweet.com slash meatbuddies, and you might just save the podcast from certain destruction. We're getting a message. Hey there, Mayor Meatbot and City Councilman old-timey prospector. If you're watching this, you've surely noticed that I've sabotaged the central air conditioner of Meatburg. How dastardly. That's not fair. Your citizens surely won't be able to survive this terrible heat very long. You will all surely die. She is right. It's been my absolute pleasure defeating you. Goodbye. Whoa, not cool, cool judge. Way not cool. Actually, I feel very cool. We've been importing our cool air from the town next over, so we haven't noticed the heat at all. (laughs) Wait, you can do that? Yep. And how are you talking to us, cool judge? I thought this was just a message. Nope. I video called you on your TV. But I win another small moral victory by tricking you into thinking my video call was a message. Cool judge out. Peanuts. She got us again. I'm sure any minute now, a new meat buddy will pop out of the pipe and save us like always happens. Floop. It's newest meat buddy, Lindsay Day. What's your special power, Lindsay? I shoot fire from my eyes. No. What a terribly inconvenient power for this moment. Maybe it's not. It might be exactly what we need. We can fight fire with fire. Great idea, Lindsay. Two hours later. Temperatures continue to skyrocket. Added to the troubles of Meatburg, newcomer Lindsay Day has used her eye powers to set several critical buildings on fire. Authorities have no idea at all why she did it. Oh no, that did not help at all. Now that I think about it, fighting fire with fire seems like maybe it's always a terrible idea. Sorry guys, I didn't mean to make everything worse. In another news, citizens are fleeing Meatburg in record numbers as the heat and fire are starting to take their toll. If there's one bright side to this story, I haven't found it yet. We get it. Things are bleak. Yeah, newscaster. We don't need your help with all this exposition. Okay, no problem. I can just go. What? Isn't this just a broadcast? Jesus, we we need to stop using this video calling on our TV. It's super confusing. What are we going to do? We can't let uncool judge win. Maybe a new meat buddy will show up. Peanuts. That usually works. We are doomed.
Sorry to bother you guys. Uh, do you want an update on the death toll in Meatburg? No! Okay. Doomed, doomed, we are doomed. We're all gonna die. I feel my circuits overheating. My eyes hurt from shooting all that fire. Wait, there is one person we can call. Never. We swore we would not. No matter how bad things are, we cannot bother him. He is taking a break from rescuing. But but, but we have to right now. It, the situation is dire. If we, don't, if we don't call him, we're all dead meat. But... Fine. If it is truly the only way. Lindsay, your power might help us after all. I need you to shoot fire out of your eyes as high as you can in the shape of... Chum. The shark symbol. We get it. Stop with the exposition already. Sorry. Join us again next week for another thrilling episode of Crisis in Meatburg, when a very special character returns. Did somebody say chum? And don't make that special mystery character save Meatburg on his own. Become a Meat Buddy by going to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies and making a donation. It's Space Shark. He's back. Space Shark is back. Jesus, newscaster, everybody got that who was going to get it. Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies, Meat Buddies. Space Shark! Space Shark! Space Shark! Alright, now it's time for the game of Top 5. Top 5! Top 5! So we have five. on the Facebook, uh, Twitter, and email list ask their questions or tell us what they want us to discuss about Babe Pig in the City. Uh, so let's take, some, let's take some stuff from the Twitter line first. At Jen Ellens, did this movie make you guys want to have a pet pig or was it just me? Just you. It made me want to feed a pet pig because Babe didn't get meals for a lot of this movie. You just wanted yeah. to feed him? I just wanted to make sure he got some food. Wait, his little like, belly was rumbling. His little belly was rumbling and a cute little haircut. Uh, if pigs actually sounded like the voice of Babe the pig, that would be fantastic if they could talk. Uh, but no one would eat meat. No one would eat meat ever. <laughs> you mean if but all the thing animals is, were voiced by rugrats? Yeah, that would yeah. be eating Excuse meat. Excuse me, I think you'll find me very delicious. <laughs> I guess you're going to put my body on fire and then eat it. I guess that's fine. Cut Start it's my... with my butt or maybe my cheek. Ah, <laughs> I, there's not enough barbecue okay. sauce in the world to drown your sorrows. <laughs> but so my that... be a of, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, please. No, no, please. Okay. Uh, all I was going to say is that pigs in real life just sound like screaming demons. And <laughs> <laughs> They're also not all cute. A lot of them are kind of gnarly. The big pigs. Yeah. Some of them are gnarly, and they get a lot bigger, yeah. and they're just like at this, ree, 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 at all times, and yeah. I don't like it. I did have to, because you, you, they grow really fast, so there are always like a shit ton of babes whenever they make a babe movie, and by that I mean the two times they made a babe movie. Yes. There were like 30 different <laughs> pigs who played babe. Because really, oh, like yeah. three days goes by, and you're like, can't use that one anymore. Wow, <laughs> it's like it's like the Ol- the Olsen op- octuplets, and how that had to work. They just yeah, well, too sure. big, so but it's sort of like prestige. Every time from... they do a movie, they kill yeah, one of them off. <laughs> so now they're just twins. That's why they don't make movies anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you never hear from Rudy, Randy, Sandy, Blandy, <laughs> and Flandy, and Blara. Blandy, number five Olsen. name of two thousand. <laughs> kind of weird. Yeah, Blandy Olsen. Blandy Blair Olsen. No, she was in Godzilla last summer. Oh, that's right. But she was just like that girl on her phone, and then they cut her scene. <gasps> yeah, that was her. Um, I, there was a, a, we had a neighbor who had a pet pig growing up, and he used to walk around eating the carpet because they're not super smart. They're smart about certain <laughs> things, not about eating carpet. 
<laughs> Apparently not. So when the dogs were saying, hey, let's just lick the spaghetti stain on the carpet instead of eating, yeah, they would have been totally into that. The pig was like, why are we licking? Let's use Leaving our- <laughs> a charge. Uh, number two, Alyssa says uh, on Facebook said, uh, um, what makes this such a cult classic? And why did it flop when it came out? We talked a little bit about why we thought it flopped when it came out because it was just too dark. But why is it that, like, how is it that people have rediscovered it and made it this cult classic? Because anything this dark and weird has to succeed in the world of cult classics, I feel. Like, it's just. just And it's also exceedingly competent. Yeah. They they get the root Mm -hmm. of George Miller. Like, he is a visual storyteller. Uh, He's a guy who knows how to tell stories with pictures. Uh, And that's such a rare dying breed of director. It's my favorite thing about Fury Road is this fucking 68-year-old man has made, uh, uh, you know, hopefully the Justin Lins of this world are, like, you know, out kicking their pet pigs because they just got, up, you know, shown up by, by, uh, by, uh, by a 68-year-old doctor. I just want to yes. yes. question your use Justin of Justin Lin, why are you? Sorry. <laughs> I wanna, yeah, I agree with that part, but I just want to question your use of the word hopefully in, in Justin Lin kicking his pet pig. I hope he doesn't have a pet pig to kick if he does he's kicking it if he does he would <laughs> kick it for sure that's why i hope <laughs> for the pig's sake really honing in on the important details there alex <laughs> <laughs> actually going back to the pig for a second this is from Alyssa on facebook and this is very important is that pig wearing a toupee <laughs> i was gonna say that <laughs> give a pig plug this is a little reverse merkin <laughs> yeah a, a, a reverkin a reverkin, which well, I guess you would just call a wig, but <laughs> I thought it would be cuter if it were a merkin somehow. Yeah. Why? What? Why? Why does he have a little tuft of brown hair there? It makes him look more human. That's what it does. Yes, it does. Well, then if that's what oh, you need, why not put glasses on him? That would look even more. Yeah. Human. Why not put a? Because that's just silly. <laughs> yeah. Why not put a, on, a backwards man. baseball hat on him and make him ride a skateboard? Oh, I like this idea. Hey guys, it's me, Babe, the cool pig. <laughs> hey, we're gonna go to the fireworks factory. Let's slam into some licorice and drink a power juice. That seems like a kind of pig who sits on his chair backwards. Yeah, so he can rap about stuff. Uh, I I worked with a comic this weekend uh, who was in the movie MVP Two Most Vertical uh, Primate, which is about a monkey uh-huh. who can uh, skateboard real well. So kind of like this plot you guys have just developed out of nowhere. Oh, that's terrible. That's just really upsetting. It's two of three. The third also, one, in the first one, he plays hockey. In the second one, he quits hockey to become a skateboarder. In the third one, MXP, Most Extreme Primate, he takes up snowboarding. I was really hoping the P was going to stand for pigeon. <laughs> just Most a bird who flies too close to the sun. Uh, different story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short film. Uh, Damn you, Icarus. All right. Uh, this is from Scott on Facebook. Why didn't Mary Stein have a bigger career? I once met her at an art event, and she was super nice, and I always wondered, after more or less starring in this movie, why she didn't have a big career. Uh and I like, have no idea. She's absolutely right. She's so great. She's so great. She's uh, so yeah. Fantastic. She was the. Uh, I, I can only think maybe right? was that who yeah. she was. Yeah, yeah. She's, and, and, she's and maybe, maybe it's because she occupies that like Ellen Green. They're kind of like they're sort of like like other actresses in which you know you can kind of like oh it's Ellen Green or Mary Gross. So this is kind of like yeah. Uh, like not like like maybe she's so that girl that she's like the perfect that girl. She's like the predator of that girls and is just completely invisible behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah she's on, so wonderful in this she really is incredible and i would say based on the super confusing array of headshots she has on imdb she's not being handled properly like she needs better management because <laughs> i really i really Mary, like zoomed in Mary, on this. if you're listening listen 
<laughs> True Detective season that? three. Now <laughs> no, I would. Oh man, that's the one thing that would have me coming back. I gotta say. Uh oh, are you? Have you given up already? It's it's rough out there. I know it's, it's hard rough, but out there. At least you watching four episodes. I think I they. I actually feel like uh, I feel like it's sort of people are now like I felt like season one was so overhyped. Yeah, like that backlash is now. This is people are realizing like this is kind of what season one was. Too. Yeah, yeah, I know it's bleeding out. Like, it's like a like it's like of, a stain on the whole franchise. It's fine. No, it's I think it's I just think it's fine. It's it's great. I'm watching it. I'm but great. Let's see what happens. Like, I, uh, you know, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. Several things. I yeah. Like that's you know how like George Miller is a visual storyteller. The people behind True Detective they tell stories through mustaches. And mustaches. I'm calling it. Someone's going to write a piece about HBO's woman problem on the heels of this Game of Thrones season, and now we have the, the true detective issues. I think I think we're gonna we're gonna get a woman problem article here pretty soon. Do you want me to bun yeah. that and see if anyone has already? Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, I'll 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 wait for it to to appear bungless. Uh, <laughs> let's all let Matt Fraction earn his own free T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, Scott also told us that we didn't have to answer that question. He was mostly just answering the universe or asking the universe. Uh, and I just want to point out, Scott, you can't tell me what to do. I will. I, I will ask that question whether or not you tell me to. Take wow. that. Okay. I just want. Oh, Wait, okay. what number are we on? And we're back. Uh, <laughs> number five. Uh, let's see. Oh, actually, I want to talk about this. So Tim Randosaurus at Tim Randosaurus on Twitter said that this is still his favorite movie set in the Mad Max universe. And I <laughs> love that comment. And also, I wanted to say, like, when I was first, like, the idea, you, like, Matt, you've given some good philosophical reasons why it makes sense and it, about camera angles and wanting to do cartoons. But when I thought, when I saw Mad Max, and I looked at what I knew about the Babe movies and about uh, Happy Feet, it seemed like it couldn't be the same person. But as soon as you saw the city in this movie, it was like, oh, that's the same guy. No question. It's clear that Happy Feet is the same way. Which is really weird. Oh, I'm so interested. I can't wait to see that now. Because it's... Yeah, I actually think there's, it's all super continuity. I think it's all one... I think I think all the films fit together. I, I mean, that's always the way. You've spent some time <laughs> on the internet, it seems like. Do I? If you, you, you've hung out on the internet, that is how all movies work. All movies are the same movie. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Tommy, the Tommy Westfell of it all, yeah. So tell me more about the super continuity here. Let's retcon this movie into the uh, Mad Max universe. So this is after, I mean, or sorry, before the nuclear apocalypse, right? Presumably, right. but I think I, I think it's I think it's also after Happy Feet because the first Happy Feet, the sort of the world is teetering on the brink of ecological disaster. I'm going to go okay. the other way. I'm going to say uh, this is actually after Mad Max. Once Furiosa takes over, pours water on everybody, they just rebuild all of the cities into one city and let the dogs out. I don't know. City highlight real feel really feels like a, a pre-apocalyptic move on. But then, but then, if they only were, if the only, if the only idea of city is kind of handed down through like surviving exactly. photographs and things, and no one understands oh, that they were yeah, different no, okay. places, uh, and and also like that. the people in Mad, uh, it would also explain why the animals are super intelligent. Also, <laughs> 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 have so much more time to evolve, and also, also mutation. Oh, and that's why all the children are are cancery. Yep. Oh. Uh, a cancery as an adjective. Um, also, uh, you got to remember that when they just because they destroy, they defeat the bad guy doesn't mean that the people in Mad Max know how to build a city. Like they're just given the responsibility of a city council with no experience, right? To a truck, to a truck driver. Yeah, yeah. They just give it to a truck, uh, an awesome truck <laughs> driver, cool lady. But that's why she just, she just turns on the water pipes and pours into the desert. Like this seems great. 
That's yeah, that's I love. Did you ever see the uh, the old Saturday Night Live sketch that was uh, a Christmas Carol two? And it was all about Scrooge <laughs> the following Christmas and how like he's really like oh you know everybody's got a sorry and we're like oh not as not as big a bonus as last Christmas he's like yeah no I know it's it's uh, hard when you run away a turkey seemed a little That's bigger funny. last year huh Scrooge's like yeah no no I know it's still a turkey but uh, I'm trying the best I can there's a lot well, of things that yeah like it would be great if like it turned out that uh, what's his name Joe was uh, was like a like a really competent like a comptroller. Yeah. Yeah. Release four point two megacubits of water today. <laughs> so what if I made it look like a display of ego and power? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there will be no water for August. Overall, we had to have a, an even tax base in order to make this work. Yeah, it's sort of Immortan Joe is sort of like uh, the the engineering Snowpiercer, only with water and less less with the axe murders. So water piercer. Yeah. <laughs> It was a prequel. It was. Uh, all right. Uh, so that's the game of Top 5. If you have questions you want us to talk about next week for our, our topics, go to facebook.com slash read and weep or on Twitter at read underscore weep or join the mailing list at com. We'll, have a question, we'll, we'll solicit some advice, some questions from you, and that's how you can get in and you can be one of the five. Next, it's time for our minor compliments. We're going to go in reverse order. That means, Tanya, you're up first. What is your last nice thing you're going to say about big babe colon pig in the city today? Uh, I think it's going to have to go to that horrifying shot of the twisting muscular dog torso as that dog is mock drowning because I really can't stop thinking about it and it's really, it's been haunting me. Wait, that's a compliment? I just feel like however they were able to get that shot was very, it was really well done and it was very, very creepy and, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe this is a bigger compliment. Just all the brushes with death in this movie are just astoundingly dark. And I, I guess I liked it. This is okay. one where I definitely want to see a, like some making of featurettes because they, it's just you know there's like three humans in this movie and they're barely in it. It's just all day with trained animals and CG yeah. mouths. I mean, it's a fascinating, mm-hmm. it would be a fascinating thing to watch it get shot. Yeah. So many takes. Ugh. Sure. Yeah. Muscular dog body. Yeah, anyway, moving that. right along. <laughs> um, my compliment is that. Uh, We've, we sort of mentioned this already with the drug dog, but uh, the drug dog in the airport was super cute dog um, in the airport baggage area. Yes. And yeah, a little beagle. A little beagle. And, uh, and uh, my wife and I really like beagles, and so there's a part where he shows up, and Megan just yells, I love him! And then two seconds later, he starts barking and ruins Babe's life. And, and yeah. everybody's he narks up Babe. And she, yeah, and he narks me. You know what, babe? You didn't learn in all your sheep herding skills not to talk to cops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you talk to cops, lie to them every time. You don't talk to the cops. You get to go save the farm. You get to go do your thing. That's true. Pigs Instead, don't talk to pigs. <laughs> yeah. So that's a valuable lesson. Uh, bonus compliment. And then also, I just like uh, that. And then Megan yells, "I hate him." So it's like thirty <laughs> seconds in, and that's emotional filmmaking. You can really put us on that roller coaster where we can feel so much love for a beagle, and then so quickly fall out of love with him. That's it's yeah. impressive. It is. It's a quick turn. It was a quick turn. It was really fun too. Uh, and yeah, definitely don't talk to cops. Chris, what's your minor compliment? My modern compliment is for the tiny Scottish capuchin monkey uh, who's in this movie, who every time you see him is wearing full Highland uh, formal dress, kilts, and the little front pouch and everything, which he uses to store jelly beans for later. And he, I think, is the unsung hero of this movie. It's called Babe, Pig in the City, but it should be called 
Scottish capuchin monkey, the monkey that enables everybody else in this story. He's constantly opening doors, <laughs> popping off collars, rescuing people who need rescuing, and nobody even says thanks. I it's mean, weird. They don't he, say, he thank the, the black, little monkey. He's like the Black Widow. He's, yeah, he is. Have, when they make like the, the toy set, of this movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not going to be included in the action figure set. I think, <laughs> but he's but without him, the plot doesn't happen. I mean, you that's need, right. I, you you can also give Babe some credit for assembling a perfect team. Like if you're a piglet and you're trying to live in the big city, you need muscle in the form of a dog, a big dog. Yeah, and nobody bones. ever thanks George Clooney for getting that whole team together. That <laughs> never happens. <laughs> I think that George. It's time we give George his due. Thank the Clooney, you guys. Thank the Clooney. <laughs> Thanks, Fair enough. Um, yeah. All right, Matt, Thank what you, is your George. minor compliment? What's the last nice thing you're going to say for now about Babe? Uh, I, I, I appreciate that uh, continuing in the grand traditions of uh, Ducks, Donald, and Daffy, that Ferdinand the Duck remains a dick. And that, uh, yeah, uh, that's dicks. That's just their, uh, they're like, uh, that's they're... like on the, on the, 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 the zodiac of, uh, of uh, what, what does duck mean? Oh, it means you're a dick. Ducks yeah. are dicks. Would you say they're and nature's never dicks? Duck yeah. Never been a cool dick. I've never been a cool duck. It's all just dicks. Yeah, <laughs> oh, cool duck. What about the Aflac duck? He's always trying to help but getting in scrapes. Dick, dick. Mm. Um, <laughs> dick. I'm trying to think about any ducks that I'm I sure that's that a I cool even duck. remotely like. Yeah, duck. my my son. Uh, once we went feeding geese, and um, the Canadian geese got super aggressive and oh, my son's fingers. Yeah. yeah, and for about two years, anytime he saw geese. He would just point at them and go, Canadians. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, you, that might be a fathering thing where maybe you could have taught him that it was not the whole country. Who's the racist now, Matt? Oh, me. Everyone's racist against Canadians. They don't count. <laughs> and Canadian geese are. Live in America's hat. When Canadians die, they go to heaven, they become American. <laughs> I've got nothing on that, buddy. Guys, that's it for our discussion of Babe, Pig in the City. Uh, that's it for our show. We'll be back next week talking about some wedding movies. That's right. It's yeah. time for our third and final Read It and Weep wedding. Uh, yes. You thought you were going to get four out of us, but then two of them married, are going to marry each other and really throw it all off. And it wasn't the ones you think. No, it's not the ones you think. It's never the ones you think. It's not Chris and Ezra? Nope. I'm disappointed. Um, yeah. Well, congratulations in advance, you guys. We're really excited to talk about some wedding movies with you guys next week. Um, uh, are, I don't think you are. I think that's sarcasm. Nope. I could not be happier. I'm beaming. Uh, I'm looking at your face. That's that's not beaming. It's not coming across my camera. It's a cheap camera. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, see? It only does 720. It's not working. So, you guys, uh, we're going to have the Meat Buddies. What defines wedding movie, by the way? Is it just a, any movie with a wedding or a movie about a wedding? Well, uh, so, last time the we did- wedding has to have a pretty central role. I like that it's open to interpretation, but I think, yeah, Tanya and Chris will get the final say in it. For our motherhood, uh. we did watch uh, <laughs> Alien Resurrection. So we're pretty open yeah. on our, our themes about Do that. you have any recommendations? Yeah, what would you vote for, Matt? Enemy Mine. Enemy and Hell Mine. in the Pacific. No, um, <laughs> that's a joke. It's Lou Gossett Jr. and Dennis Quaid <laughs> crashing on an island. It's a remake of a Lee Marvin, Toshiro Mifune World War II picture. Um... Uh, you know what? The Philadelphia Story. Oh, that's a nice one. Mm. It's a goddamn masterpiece. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, so that's an option. Um, 
Sometimes we watch things that are uh, goddamn masterpieces from the 40s. That, that might be interesting. Uh, well, that's Matt's vote. The Meat, meat Buddies are going to vote now, so uh, if you're a Meat Buddy, check your inbox. We'll have a, a, a little survey for you where you can tell us your favorite wedding movie, and we'll let them pick their favorites out of that. So, uh, and, and then we'll get back to sponsorships soon. We had a bunch of ske- scheduling stuff. Uh, is why we've done all these fun zones in July. But we are going to come back in June and July. We're going to come back with some... Uh, we've got Wet Month coming up in August. I'm so excited. So much good stuff. Wet Month. Wet Month. Never forget. <laughs> all topics that involve the water. Uh, also, thank you to new meat buddy, Lindsay Day. Um, Lindsay! We know that it's not actually Lindsay, but we just think it's fun. We, yeah, we can We know not. up here, but in here... Yeah. I was pointing to my heart. Um, <laughs> we know that it's Lindsay. Uh, I wasn't... <laughs> Okay. Uh, All right. And uh, uh, thanks always for being here at C. Walter Smith. Uh huh. And at the Tanya Best. You know it. And thanks for joining us, Matt. Hey, Matt. Uh, hey, thank you for enduring Bay Pig in the City. So with me. excited. This was so cool. I'm glad I yeah. got a chance to, an excuse to watch it. Um, uh, so, Sex Criminals, Casanova, uh, and how do you yeah, say uh, Odyssey? Let's see. Uh, Sex Criminals, July 22nd, number 11, starts a new storyline. Every issue comes in a bag. Random issues have been drawn on by me and Chip. Whoa. Um, Hawkeye 22, the last issue that I've written, then that Dabiraha has drawn, comes out July 15th. Really? Uh, Casanova is going to be back uh, August, September, I think. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but Casanova 3 is almost done. Casanova 4 is almost done. We're, we're moving ahead. Uh, and then Odyssey rolls on, and Odyssey uh, 6 will be out in August. I, it's it's almost unbelievable that you have produced that much stuff. I, like, took two naps yesterday. I just, it's really impressive. That's good. It's a good napping with <laughs> <laughs> so go to all of that in a comic book retailer near you. Pick up all that. Also, uh, I was get, you, you're not into the web anymore, it seems like, Matt, so there's no place for people to connect with you anymore. No. Um, I have a website, yeah, which Matt is mattfraction.com, but check, check that, that out. out. And you, I, <laughs> I, I, I post pictures of things that I find amusing, and every now and again, photographs are type things. But, uh, but you had a falling out with Twitter. There's no more uh, butt stuff werewolf on Twitter. No, no. Twitter can go fuck itself. <laughs> Fair enough. And Tumblr, Tumblr, too. Yeah, you were so into both of those for a while. I actually got this to, to unload on a Tumblr exec. That was exciting. Ooh. They asked me to... Um, this is like this is the biggest fucking humble brag. They, you know, they're like, hey, ask, you know, butt stuff werewolf a question yeah, yeah. or whatever at the top of... Uh, they asked me to do one of those, one of those Twitter... Whatever the Twitter AMA or the Tumblr AMA yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, go fuck yourself. Not until you and just unloaded about my feelings about Tumblr and, and how they don't protect their users. Yeah. And enable abuse and stalking and uh, uh, are in it for numbers instead of uh, safety of their clients. And that's bullshit until they do things to actively, you know, protect the people that use their service and that built their service, that made their service the kind of thing that Yahoo wanted to buy in the first place. Right. And they can go fuck themselves. And I'll do absolutely nothing to drive people to Tumblr. Um, and the guy just sat there like, oh, yeah, no, you're, you're right. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. It's, it's not my fault. I just get people for the... Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I can tell you're a cool guy. and uh, But, you know, it's like you work for Nazis. You kind of work for Nazis. It's sort of, <laughs> you're sort of just... This whole just following orders thing is kind of bullshit. I, am, I, am, I feel lucky that everything I've asked you to do has not involved you unloading on me. 
at this point. Oh man, we well, you, 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 you'd be lucky that this is the end of the podcast because I would I would fucking go ham on Twitter if you gave me three minutes. <laughs> oh man, I'm curious and that's our time. time. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, everybody, that's it for our show. Thanks, Matt, for being here. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Psh. Thank the pig. You guys are done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.